Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd like to welcome today, for the very first time, Ted Parker, Senior Vice President with Millennium Trust Company. They custody alternative assets for IRA accounts for private investors and advisors. Ted, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Good morning, Charlie, and thank you very much. Ted is uh, with us here in uh, the studio, so Ted, appreciate you being here. You've been in the financial industry for decades. Give us a 30-second background of yours in the industry, will yes. you, Ted? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, I've been in this uh, financial industry for a little over two decades, working for very large custodians, for example, like Fidelity Investments and Charles Schwab, and then also as a... Uh, um, what's called a registered investment advisor, uh, working with uh, wealthy people and helping them manage their portfolios. Okay, so uh, tell us about Millennium. Mm-hmm. What is it that you guys do? Sure. Well, Millennium Trust Company was started in the year 2000 as a custodian for alternative investments because what they saw was more and more investors wanted to buy alternatives, but the big custodians like Schwab and Fidelity and Pershing and TD they wouldn't hold those for most clients, and especially wouldn't hold them in a l- large amount for advisors. So we were founded in 2000, and since then we've grown to about $26.6 billion under custody with over 15,000 unique alternative investments. Okay, so, so tell us uh, what makes you guys unique? What are you willing to do that the others are not, and why? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the, the major custodians like I talked about, uh, they... Um, like to custody liquid assets, things that can be bought and sold on the instant or by the end of the market day. Um, they find different creative ways to create revenue from those type of investments, and they can see them on a Bloomberg screen, Bloomberg screen, and it's all traded. And uh, these alternative investments aren't traded; they're not liquid, and most of them don't know how they work or how they're priced, so they're not revenue generating for these big custodians. And and why um, do people uh, need a custodian for those things? Mm, sure, good question, Charlie. Well, if you were to buy some alternative investments in your Charlie Wright trust account or your just your checking account, right. you don't need a custodian for that. But anything that you hold in a retirement account has got to be held by a custodian because our government wants to track how much we've got when we're a certain age, you have to take a minimum distribution out of that account. So you've got to have a custodian for that. You're talking about IRAs. Exactly. IRAs, pension plans, uh, profit sharing plans, any type of qualified retirement plan. Okay. So you guys custody the investments for qualified retirement plans. So it's not just IRAs. It's also, you know... Roth Roth IRAs, uh, simple IRAs, pension plans. 401ks. 401ks, single 401ks. I've got a client up in Silicon Valley that has about a billion dollars in a Roth IRA, which is tax-free every way you slice it and dice it. Okay, and and so if he wants, he he can go out and buy a mutual fund and put that with TD Ameritrade or Schwab or somebody else into the, this Roth IRA. Correct. Okay. But if he wants to buy a non-traded 
uh, read or something like that, he really can't do that through, t- well, sometimes he can't do that through TD, uh, Ameritrade, or Schwab, or Fidelity, etc. Correct. Yeah. Um, and in this example, he um, is not buying non-traded REITs. He's buying private company stock uh, because that is what we call the hockey stick effect. Um, right. You just need a few of them to make that big increase in value, and that's how he turned his 401k rollover into a Roth into a billion-dollar Roth because he, he is a venture capitalist, and he knows what he, lo- what he looks for with private company stock, and a few of them went public. So somebody could take real estate, private company stock, things that these other custodians will not take, and they can come to you guys, and I presume you charge a fee directly to the investor, and then that investor pays you the fee and then gets to select among a much wider array of investments than he could with these other custodians. Correct, yeah, and... and, um, as far as the way we make money, we charge an annual contract fee per asset. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you come to me and you say you want to invest $100,000 in your IRA account in an ownership interest of this building we're sitting in today. You can do that. And we get planned documents from the building owner and we make sure that uh, they're not making any um, lofty guarantees of double-digit returns or zero return after 20 years, things like that. And we have a team that reviews those documents, and within four to five business days, we can approve it. Once it's approved, you'd open an account with Millennium. You'd wire the money from your existing custodian, Fidelity Schwab, wherever it is, over to Millennium. And then um, we buy that ownership share of the limited partnership of the building for your account. Okay. And so give us a couple of examples. You, you, you mentioned your, your billionaire client. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys, you guys have to approve the investment, but it sounds like the due diligence is pretty basic. Yes, our due diligence is limited to our ability to act as a custodian. And I'll give you two examples. We had an advisor in San Diego who wanted to buy an investment from a Hong Kong investment sponsor. The sponsor sent, sent us their planned documents, the private placement memorandum, um, statement of good standing, all these documents we have to collect. And there was one sentence in the 38, 48-page PPM that said the custodian was responsible for any actions of the investment sponsor. <laughs> so that means if the sponsor stole your money, we'd be responsible for that. So we okay. told this Hong Kong investment sponsor, thank you, but no thank you. We've also seen uh, documents where... Uh, somewhere buried deep in the PPM is a statement where the investor is being guaranteed zero return of principal after a number of years, which essentially means that the investment sponsor could steal your money again. Yeah. So we just okay. say for that, no, no. Okay. We don't pass any judgment on the value of the investment. We just we just make sure that you're not going to be um, – Victim of a Ponzi type scheme, right, right, or a Madoff scheme, right. So, 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 what are kind of the typical situations when people come to you, mm-hmm. okay, and they say, "This is what I want to do." What, what how to typically? What, what's the kind of thing they're looking at yeah, doing? Typically, we find out who the investment sponsor is. That's the uh, the organization making that investment, and then we contact the investment sponsor and collect the required documents. It's all done through an online portal where they upload the documents. And we've got a team back in Oak Brook, Illinois, where our headquarters is, that knows what they're looking at. 
and they, within four to five business days, they'll make an evaluation of whether or not we can custody it. And I said we, we custody over 15,000 of these alternative investments, so we know what we're looking for. Uh, very rarely do, do we find something that we won't custody. Okay. And so what are some examples? Okay. Uh, this one guy was involved in, uh, you know, stock of private companies. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what are some things people want to do that they can't do outside? Sure. Well, there's um, a lot of people in, the, in America have made a lot of money with commercial real estate. A lot of money. And about five years ago, a company up in Portland, Oregon, um, by the name of CrowdStreet, had this idea that why don't we create an online marketplace for investors who want to invest in commercial real estate. And in four years, they've transacted about $10.8 billion of real estate sales, all online, where they've got investors all over America going to their website, buying $25,000 minimum allotments on a property in Atlanta, Georgia, something like that. Yeah, and, uh, Ted, we, uh, we've interviewed uh, some of their competitors, mm -hmm. so we're, right. we're very familiar with that, with that model. Here. Other examples are, um, ever since the banking crisis of 2008, a lot of ingenious uh, business owners have come up with these peer-to-peer -peer lending um, investments, where you can, um, you can loan part of your IRA money for a fix and flip, where somebody is going to wants to buy that property and, and fix it up and flip it, and and they're going to pay you anywhere between six and eight or ten percent interest for the term of that note, which is typically no longer than eighteen months. Right. We, we call that private credit. But right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Private credit, private debt. But that's just a booming market all over the world. It uh, is. Peer-to-peer uh, -peer lending is. is going on over in Finland. Uh, yeah. Singapore, Hong Kong. We've interviewed several companies who do that kind of thing and like you say they, they they're going to pay three or four times right what you're going to get in <laughs> you know in in a, in a regular bond index well uh, and if you're looking for income you know a 10-year treasury is two and change plus you've got the um impact that when the federal reserve says something yeah. it's going to affect that value or when trump tweets something it could affect the value <laughs> but the interest i'm earning on my first trustee notes is unaffected by any of that that's right that's right okay so what do you find to be the the biggest misperception when you're explaining these things either to advisors or to investors yeah great question the biggest misconception is people just don't know you can put these things in your retirement account and i'm talking about people that are what we call investment sponsors. I meet with real estate developers all over the Pacific Northwest that are building beautiful buildings and properties, and they've gone to all their friends and family to get investors in that, but they've never talked to them about their friends and family's retirement accounts. And when you ask them why, well, you, you can't put a commercial real estate in your, in your retirement plan? Well, of course you can. Ever since uh, 2012, the Jobs Act, that opened up the ability for investors like you and me to be able to invest in things like private real estate, private stock, these crowdfunding investments that we're seeing these days. Okay. And so uh, people are basically just unaware of this. Exactly. Okay. And a lot of what Millennium Trust does is because we understand that the biggest obstacle to alternative investments is learning about them. You can talk to your friends about it, but you're not going to get always the right information. So we created a website called the Millennium Alternative Investment Network. It's an online resource for investors to learn about alternative investments, to research the ones they're interested in, and actually open up an account and invest in them with us. 
Okay. Now, maybe you could take just a second when you say alternative investments. There are going to be some of our listeners who are going to say, uh, you, you know, is this baseball cards? <laughs> is it uh, diamonds? Uh, you know, well, what are alternative investments right. uh, according to the IRS's view, mm-hmm. TD Ameritrade's view, Millennium's view, et cetera? Sure. I had a meeting yesterday in, in um, Orange County with a, a a billionaire family office that is a billionaire because of alternative investments. They've accumulated individual precious coins, collector coins. Numismatic value stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it, I, I saw coins there, little little gold coins that were valued at over $3 million <laughs> because they only made eight of them or something like that. <laughs> okay. That's an example. But basically, the types of alternative investments... These are things that are not traded in the stock market. And when investors can think, if they can think about the value of their home, it's not in their stock account, and that value fluctuates daily. They don't, and whenever anything happens in the market, it doesn't really affect the value of their house. Examples of true alternative investments include private company stock. It's called private equity. Uh, private company debt. They can also raise money through debt offerings. Real estate, we talked about that, and um, you can buy a liquid real estate investment, a liquid REIT, but that's going to be affected by by statements by the Federal Reserve when they talk about raising rates. That hurts those type of investments. REITs are publicly traded stocks. Right. Is what they really are. Yeah, and, exactly. And you can you can buy private REITs that aren't affected by that. So when the market takes a dump, these private things don't move. Others examples include managed futures. Precious metals, you can put physical precious metals, precious, you know, silver dollars, coins, bars, bricks, palladium in your retirement account. And then multi-strategy, things like hedge funds. Um, I've seen notes tied to legal settlements. A, A law firm spends 10 years suing Philip Morris, and they get a several billion dollar settlement, they don't want to wait several years to get that payout. They don't want to get it over 10 years, which typically is how it's structured. So firms go in and they they um, create an investment out of that where they give they take a discounted value of it and they pay that off. And then you and I as investors can participate in that legal settlement. And you guys are not involved at all in the investments other than doing some due diligence to make sure that there are not harmful statements in them, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, we, 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 we cannot... Um, make investment recommendations, um, but we can approve all the planned documents. Okay. So you're kind of like an escrow company in a real estate transaction, which many of our listeners are going to be able to relate to. You're not involved in the investment at all, but you take care of the required paperwork that is required by the government. Absolutely. And one of the things you have to do with retirement accounts, you have to get an annual valuation. And that's why a lot of big custodians won't invest in these things because they don't know how to get those valuations. Well, there are firms out there that do this. If you're a private company stock, you hire one of these firms to do a valuation. If you own one of the high-rises here in Orange County, you're not going to get a full appraisal every year. But if you have any investors who have ownership shares through their retirement account, you have to get a valuation. And there are firms that do that. Okay. And so what objections do you run into? I mean, the first issue is they're not aware of this. Once right. they become aware of it, what, what problems do people have with it? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of these private investments, you have to be an accredited investor to be able to invest in them. Right, right. So um, if you're unaccredited, 
there are still choices, but you're limited. And we have a few sponsors on our main platform that accept unaccredited investors. Uh, another objection for advisors, really, um, when they want to put these in client accounts, typically clients have to sign individual paperwork for these alternative investments. And most advisors don't like paperwork. A lot of us don't <laughs> like paperwork. Uh, but it's the nature of the beast. Uh, if, if you want to invest in these alternative investments, there's extra paperwork to sign. And we try and digitize all of it through technology like DocuSign and API. So um, all of our transactions with clients and advisors can be through um, a completely online process. And is there a way that someone could get into trouble with the IRS over this? Well, there, there are regulations about what you can put in a retirement account. For example, some people come to us and they say they want to put a house that they bought in their retirement account, and one of their kids is living in that house. Okay. Well, the IRS has regulations about things like that. You can't get a personal benefit out of investments you put in your retirement account. Furthermore, um, I've heard stories of people who put primary residences in their retirement account, and then they've paid for uh, repairs, uh, utilities from money outside the retirement account. Okay. You, okay. Yeah. You can't right. do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The you can't mix and match. No, here. the retirement account has to pay all the expenses associated with that real estate okay. within the retirement account. So you've got to have the liquidity there. Okay. And then if you have to get your minimum required distribution because you're 70 and a half, uh-huh. you may have to sell that private real estate. <laughs> and if it's not a good time to sell it, you've got to have the cash. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so if you have a $250,000 account, you can't go out and buy uh, an asset worth $250,000 if you've got RMD or potential repairs or expenses, et cetera, Property et cetera. tax, everything. Okay. Right. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. And so uh, you guys take care of all the paperwork and everything. You're not involved in the investments at all. And, uh, and, and you charge a fee to set it up. And then obviously, I presume you charge an annual fee to take care of it. <clears throat> well, the, the only fee that we charge is an annual contract fee. And that's charged within 60 days of account opening on an annual basis. And for any old run-of-the-mill alternative investment, let's say you come across a private company stock, you want to put that in your retirement account. Our basic fee is $350 a year that's charged within 60 days of account opening. And we, you can even tie a credit card for it's debited from the credit card. Okay. If you buy another investment on top of that, it's another $100 on top of that. And that's capped out at $650 a year. Okay. So somebody could have 22 investments and pay you guys 650 a mm-hmm. year. And if you put a billion dollars in that private company <laughs> stock, you'd pay a 650 or 350 a year. 350 a year. Huh? Yeah, it's okay. it's uh, that's the annual contract fee. I we've see. got over a million clients. We've got 26.6 billion dollars in custody. So we're I see. We're doing okay. Yeah, and uh, so somebody cannot put. The, the, these non-tradable, let's call them, okay, alternative assets uh, into an IRA without somebody like you. Correct. You've got to use a custodian for any uh, qualified assets. Again, because the government wants a report on that, we have to get the annual valuations. And um, okay. And so, uh, are you typically are advisors well aware of that? I've known about these things for years. I've used them very little, mm-hmm. but I, I've known about them. Uh, yeah, more and more advisors are learning about them, and they're trying to differentiate their practice from the competitors by adding these. I had a meeting with an advisor here in Tustin, California, last year, who um, decided he was going to replace all of his corporate bond funds 
with private credit, private debt. And he brought an investment sponsor from L.A. in to talk about this, and he had about 40 of his investors there in the conference room, and the advisor got up and talked about what happens when the Federal Reserve starts raising rates, how that affects corporate credit. He's concerned about that. And then he had the investment sponsor come up and talk about fix, fix and flip first trustee notes, the benefit of that, how they're going to be earning anywhere between 6 to 9% on these short-term notes backed by hard real estate. And the advisor got back up and said, okay, we're going to probably make a his and her allocations in your retirement account, about a 10% allocation is first trustee notes. And if you have a trust account, a 10% allocation there. And the hands went up. <laughs> I want 15% in mine. <laughs> I want 20% in mine. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And because they were earning maybe two and change on the yeah. corporate credit or government debt. And let's face it, especially here in Southern California, People trust real estate. Yeah. And you're talking about first trust deeds on a real estate property. Uh, I mean, you know, people trust it uh, rather than a bond to some company nobody knows and it pays two and a half percent. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you're talking about the, some of the challenges and misconceptions. This whole process of peer to peer lending has become so customized and yes. so perfected. That right. You don't have to have any involvement about searching for the loans and dealing with someone who doesn't pay their payment. There are people that manage this whole process for you, and they're willing to charge a fee for that, but you're getting a return well and above what you can get anywhere else in a uh, credit asset. Yeah, that's right. And again, we, we've interviewed uh, you know several of those, and uh, there are lots here in Southern California and elsewhere, and uh, th they tell a very compelling story. Mm -hmm. So, Ted, a question we'd like to ask all of our guests here. What keeps you awake at night? <laughs> well, not a lot. Uh, but You're a fortunate man uh, if that's the case. I, I've, I've been a um, two-decade owner of alternative investments in my investment account. So when the market takes a dump, of course, I've got risky investments in the stock market that take a dump. But um, the alternative investments act as a shock absorber and have protected my portfolio. My real risk, things that keep me awake, is headline risk on company stock I own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there seems to be plenty of that these days with tariffs and, oh, yeah. you know, China trade wars and, and the like. And uh, th this week, uh, m uh, missed earnings. And, of course, airplanes that fall apart that nobody <laughs> expected, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, also, a question we'd like to ask every guest, what book on investing would you recommend? Yeah, we've, I've got a book here, a uh, gift for you today, um, called The Alternative Answer, the non the non-traditional investments that drive the world's best-performing portfolios. Uh, it's by Bob Rice, an ed a, um, editor of Bloomberg TV. And incidentally, most institutions have about 53% of the portfolio in alternative investments. Am I talking you, about you know, I've seen that several times. Yeah. That is the case. When you have professionals involved, the percentage of investments in alternative investments increases dramatically. And the two biggest parts of that alternative is private real estate and private company stock. And they all credit the extra return, the alpha, we call it, yeah. to the private company stock they own. And we have um, two other books I'd like to recommend. And these are e-books you can find at millenniumtrustcompany.com, where you can just type in the search menu for e-book. One is geared towards um, individual investors called Our Alternatives Right for Your Portfolio, and it goes through and it helps um, educate you about the types of alternatives that are available, 
um, helps you learn how to research them. And then you also have one designed for advisors or alternatives right for your client's portfolio. And we've got a, a dedicated team to support advisors in their um, quest to add alternatives to client accounts. Okay. So, so again, quickly the process again of finding those. Sure. You go to mtrustcompany.com. Once you get on our main platform, you'll see information about the investment network. That's where you can, you can learn about alternatives, you can research, and you can open up an account. But up in the search item, search menu, just type in ebook, and you'll be brought over to the um, two ebooks I just mentioned. Okay. So, uh, final words for our listeners here. Oh, well, first, give us your website and contact information yeah. here. My Ted. name is Ted Parker with Millennium Trust, mtrustcompany.com. And words of wisdom, you know, if you're an advisor and you're looking to differentiate yourself, clients will talk about these investments. So if you want to increase your referral source, add some alternative investments. You know, uh, uh, great, great statement. Uh, our show is all about alternative investments. Uh, we're into four and a half years now. We've had over 350 interviews. None of them are as good as yours, <laughs> but you know, uh, Thank you, they, they were on the build-up up to you. And uh, no question about it, there are alternatives. There are opportunities today for investing didn't exist five and ten years ago. No. And uh, almost uh, every month uh, they're coming out with uh, different ones, but they're not all brand new either. Right. And so the opportunities there are, are significant. And again, the Jobs Act of 2012 really helped there. And we've even got Paul's attention here, our, our, our producer here, so <laughs> for the whole thing. So, Ted, thank you very much for joining us. Our best wishes to you and Millennium to continue. Uh, that, uh, how many billions of assets was that? Uh, 26.6. 26.6 billion. You know, that would last the state of California at least a couple <laughs> of hours, you know. So uh, thank you very much pleasure, for Charlie. joining us. Uh, appreciate it, and best of luck to you, Ted. Thank you. So again, we've been talking with Ted Parker with Millennium Trust Company, and they custody alternative assets for IRA accounts for uh, private investors and advisors. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, Strategic Investor Radio. Com. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing. <laughs>